Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers and today, listeners, we are joined with Philip Story. Say hello, Philip, and tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, hi, Kieran. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my name is Philip Story and I run a, a lifecycle marketing agency called Enchant in London. And I spend most of my time helping companies to build relationships with prospects and customers across the entire customer lifecycle. And I can't share with you how excited I am to have you on the show. It's just, I'm utterly excited. Philip is, in my mind, one of the masters uh, of this. And one of the things I love about your methodology, Philip, is in terms of email marketing, you go the extra nine yards, I, I think. And that's that for me, listening to you speak at various conferences when we've come across is the, the thing that really excites me. You've always got interesting angles on what we can do that just does that little bit extra that little bit that little bit more for for our customers when it comes to email marketing yeah it's amazing just how many missed opportunities there are that are out there in terms of how marketers look at email as a channel and it still fascinates me that how people can get bored of the channel or sort of look at the the newer channels like some of the social platforms that that we have to play with today the money is still there with with email marketing and the the truth is 99% of companies are really just scratching the surface and actually the reason why they don't delve even further is because actually it's still the most it's still the highest performing channel in terms of return on investment so if you look at any stats from you know the DMA for example every year it's the highest performing marketing channel of them all so you know you can get away with doing it badly and still make a good return on investment <laughs> <laughs> so what what I've invited Philip along to do with this uh, today is a bit of an email marketing masterclass and we're we're going to look at sort of email across across the board i'm particularly interested in email marketing sequences because i think kind of automate some of the stuff that you do from a day-to-day on an email um, perspective so my first question to you philip is what do i need to consider in order to create effective email sequences for, for people on my list yeah the first thing you need to do when you're thinking about i guess when we're talking about sequences we're really just talking about automation and yeah the, the first thing you need to do kieran is really think about actually what that conversation would look like if it was real if it was a real dialogue between two people okay so what are the questions that people ask in a store for example you know what are the questions that where do people get stuck in the buying process online on your website and you need to just simulate that dialogue through a series of, of messages and and really this is again sort of one of the most common mistakes we go with our own needs first as a marketer because we have sure <laughs> you know we've got to get results every day but what we miss by doing that is actually solving the problem the customer that has um you know the questions the customer has or the prospect has we try we almost skip that stage and go for the go, you know go for the revenue and actually that's 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 not the right way to do it so it's about really looking at how you can integrate your strategy with what what a real dialogue would look like between two humans and also giving a little to get so we we use the give get methodology which means in order to get what you want you have to give something of value and that can just be really valuable content it doesn't have to be a discount or you know anything else really you know and and so you know just making sure that you're actually giving something if you want something back just keeping it simple actually as well so the reason why we find most commonly you know even really big retailers don't do this stuff is usually because they just look at the big massive list of things they could do 
and it's quite a scary long list and then so nothing happens and so <laughs> <laughs> it's about starting small and doing something and prioritizing everything and making sure that you you know take things one step at a time and so in terms of automation and sequences where would you recommend people people start with that so we'll talk about the customer life cycle in a little while but it's really looking at the kind of the if you it really depends on what your goals are so if you're looking to increase revenue and attract new customers, then look at how you can use automation to effectively nurture prospects through the buying cycle rather than just sending static email campaigns. Make a list of all the different types of interactions that someone might have with your brand, such as downloading an app or just browsing categories or product specific products or even you know, the most obvious one to go for straight away is basket abandonment for an, for a retailer. But actually, you'd still be surprised, Kieran. There's a lot of retailers that don't even have that in place. So that, that's a big revenue driver. Well, let's let's get on to these customer lifecycle stages. Can you talk me through how you approach the customer lifecycles within an email program? Yeah, I've been talking about this a lot over the last sort of year or so um, at conferences like where, where we first met actually, Kieran, and yeah. actually what what looking at, you know, looking at the customer lifecycle instead of looking at, at this purely from a, an email marketing channel perspective gives you the opportunity to sort of zoom out a little bit and have a different worldview, which is actually really quite refreshing because when you work in a, you know an organisation every single day, it can you can get a little bit you know blinkered to to the real situation. And the way to look at this is really if you think about your customer lifecycle as being a wheel, and across that wheel you've got a number of spokes, if you like, that that sort of point out towards the edge. Mm-hmm. And if you start at the top, which is really you know thinking about the attract and acquisition phase, so yeah. you know. Where, how do we find people? How do we get them to subscribe to our email list? You know, how do we how do we get, you know start to build a relationship with those individuals? And think about what what you need to do is basically map everything you've already got in place there. Okay, so you basically make a list, and you could do this on a big whiteboard and draw this as a big circle with all the spokes coming out. And for each stage, you could put a post-it note for uh, on one you know one color post-it for everything that's there right now. Yeah. So it's a really good session to get everyone involved in. And, and that means also if you've got other people involved afterwards, <laughs> all of your ideas are much likely, much more likely to, to, to launch because actually you've taken everybody on that journey. So you start with acquisition and, and, and you know building that interest and trying to uh, identify those prospects. The second phase, and by the way, all these phases, it's actually really up to you how you map this. But this is, I would start with this approach and then you can add other phases or maybe remove phases the next phase um, is consideration so you know this is where all of your regular campaigns might go um, some of the automations i mentioned earlier on might go in here such as you know product browse um, category of browse all that kind of stuff simple stuff but anything where you think someone's starting to show you know signs uh, of intent to purchase and again, map everything that you've already got in place here with one post-it note color. And then uh, when you start to think of all of your ideas, just put those on a different uh, colored post-it note so you can really start to see this whole thing build up. The other phase is getting excited. Yeah, the pre-delivery phase and the experience of that. So it's we call that kind of the experience phase. It's such a massively missed out opportunity for marketers. The reason I say that is because and I think the reason this happens is because most of us in marketing often are mostly focused with trying to just get that conversion 
But actually, if you look at what companies like Sony are doing here, where they're really thinking about that handoff from marketing and the, the transaction to you know, customer service and, and actually, you know, uptake and usage of that product. So what Sony do is as once you've placed your order for a TV or a, or a camera or something, they'll actually send you an email saying, you know, we hope you're looking forward to getting your new camera and they'll give you the instructions as a PDF download in an email. And, you know, that's a very simple thing to do. Very, you know, you've got all of the assets there to do it very easy to put in place. And actually, it just really helps it helps people to get the most out of the product, because I don't know if you're like me, Kieran, but <laughs> if I order something like that online, I am not reading the instructions when the product turns up. I just want to play. <laughs> Absolutely. But do you know what? For me, I mean, when I first heard you talk about this, I got very, very excited uh, about it because actually, you know, online digital marketing is all about relationship building. And certainly content marketing is definitely about establishing relationships and building that relationships. And I think as marketers, we so often just walk away from, from the relationship as long, you know, since we've got that, that conversion. And, and actually that's, that's no good. You can't, you can't walk away from a, a relationship on the first kiss you know <laughs> you need to develop things more more than that and actually you know you need to to nurture that that relationship and why not do exciting stuff with what are otherwise fairly bland transactional emails there's all sorts of creative ways whatever your your product is where you can actually you know really help things along because actually these people are, are purchasing or, or they've converted or, or done the thing that you've been aiming to, to get them to do you know that they're, they're they're on that first stage really and we need to kind of really, really nurture that relationship. And I, I think the creative possibilities of that are very exciting. I completely agree. And, you know, this is the first, this is the first step, the experience phase or the getting excited phase where marketers start to, you know, effectively throw the baton at somebody else. Um, and sometimes that's just based on the way that an organization may be structured. If this feels familiar, by the way, it probably means that in your organization, there is, there's something, um, there's a problem around communication or there's a problem around structure and uh, responsibilities. And, you know, the, the trend that we're really going to see this year is marketers helping other departments because we've got all the tools. And just because we're not targeted with, um, you know, maybe retention or, or, you know, customer satisfaction post-purchase, for example, it doesn't mean we stop. We need to help these other departments with the tools and technologies that we have invested in. And so it's about communication, working with those other teams to make sure that the, the customer is actually looked after at every stage. And, you know, the next stages are really simple as well. So retention and advocacy, you know, and loyalty there. So anything in that phase where, you know, you're trying to get somebody to maybe maybe go from a first purchase, you might call a trial, a trialist to a second purchase, to a loyal customer, maybe you would call that sort of the third or fourth purchase. Um, and then obviously those loyal customers, you want them to become advocates and tell other people about you. And then the last phase is really simple again. So, you know, what happens when people disappear? If they perhaps were really engaged with your uh, marketing comms and have maybe disappeared, then you need to re-engage them. And you need to be proactive about that. You need to do that before, you know, they become lapsed, if you like. And also if customers come and go you know if they if they do if they were you know a trialist and you know brands that are good at this but a little bit heavy if you look at someone like Ocado again you know they're good at this because they're using the right tools and they've got a good a good strategy in place I feel around um, wind back and and re-engagement but what 
they perhaps could could do better is just again going back to that first thing we talked about around real world conversations you really would that be the kind of conversation that that takes place in a marketing communication would that be the same actually if it was a, a customer service rep, uh, you know customer services rep on the phone with that customer okay so we we've, we've kind of covered the the full buying cycle there and we've sort of moved on to some of the tools uh, that email marketers have in their in their toolbox and really like to sort of pick your brains on it really so what what in your opinion are the must-have tools in your email toolbox <laughs> now there's a little bit of a backstory to this i <laughs> <laughs> i feel that we've all been a bit messed about with by email service providers actually over the last <laughs> years <laughs> i agree yeah really really actually I, I think that what happened is you know email email marketing service providers you know all the big ones all the small ones and everything in between i think that they they just got stuck uh, sort of thinking that it was acceptable just to be a broadcast platform for static campaigns and to do the bare essentials of automation and i think what's actually happened there is marketers have got really stuck They've had to go and buy other tools, other technologies to integrate with the email service provider, mm. which is not ideal, really. You don't want to have like 10 tools for email marketing. It's become more expensive. And I actually think that email service providers have missed a massive market opportunity because the, the companies that have cropped up and filled this gap and become automation platforms of their own have really have really become the you know the winners in this in this space over the last couple of years so if you've got like a regular email service you know email platform and you're finding it difficult to automate perhaps some of the more basic elements of the uh, customer life cycle tools such as fresh relevance are really nice um so we've got quite a few clients using them and, and they're great at things like basket abandonment and product browse and doing sort of you know live content in email one of our other favorite uh tools in this space is autopilot uh-huh. so it's really cheap it's, it's like i think it's about a hundred dollars a month and you can automate loads of different things with that and it's quite easy to get integrated so it doesn't need tons of development time and so that's a nice one if you're in the B2B space, there's absolutely no doubt that HubSpot is the platform. We are a client of HubSpot's and it's the most expensive thing that our agency spends on in terms of tools and tech, but yeah. we're, we're never going to get rid of it. It's absolutely amazing. Our entire, our entire website and CRM sales process, marketing campaigns, marketing automation all runs off of the same tool. And when you've got, and that's really what I think email service providers could have done. You know, that's where they could have been. And I think it's a real shame, actually, that, that we're in this position where we do have to, as, as email marketers, go out and buy a ton of different tools and platforms to be able to do things well. There's lots of other tools as well. We really like um, our friends over at Email Taxi. Mm, um, mm. So, yeah, have you seen that, I, You introduced me to this, and I, I spent some time looking at it. And I think, you know, if you haven't got people within the team that have lots of HTML experience, it's fantastic. Because uh, it really yeah. does kind of take that whole, you know, creative HTML designs, uh, simplified really without, without all the technical headaches. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, coding emails is a nightmare. It's a nightmare even if you're good at it because there's always, you know, surprises. So templating is absolutely critical. And so, you know, being able to use a tool like Taxi to effectively template all of your emails and just go in and drag and drop, it means that marketers can just get on with marketing actually um, and that's really important and I think for too long in email marketing and again this is probably one of the reasons why 
you know the channel is a little bit um people aren't using the channel to its you know to, to its in, entire sort of capability is because just getting emails out has been historically a bit of a pain in the backside removing any need to look at code or to worry about any rendering challenges every every time you send a campaign is is a massive weight off of most of our shoulders so that's what taxi does and it's uh, it's very very good at it and what, what i liked about taxi was it you don't it doesn't actually send the email so it'll work with any email service provider but it creates good code that you can send out yeah you, it's integrated with pretty much all the email service providers mm-hmm. so you just press um once you set your integration up which is very very simple to do you just press a button and it exports all of the campaign into um all of the code into the campaign that you choose you don't even need to download anything you just get on with it yeah you once you finish working in taxi you're work, you everything is back in your email service provider so yeah it's it's, it's a really good point actually it's uh, and that that really does sort of make a big difference not having to sort of you know pull stuff down and re-upload it and all that kind of stuff it yeah. does does speed things up for sure sure and what, what in your opinion are the common roadblocks to to good integration between platforms and email i think that the, the biggest challenge is, is actually been getting the old players to actually work with the new technologies and tools <laughs> so and this this is that's maybe a little bit it's true but maybe a little harsh and the reason you know if you build a if you build a platform five years ago, it's going to be harder to integrate now because everything moves so quickly in this space. So, you know, it's I'm sympathetic to that, but also getting to CRM to work with an email platform can be a bit challenging um, <laughs> to the point where actually there's a real there's a real problem in Internet marketing as a whole, where if we look at how, you know, some really decent sized brands are actually just completely winging it and don't even have a crm still um i i mean it's it's amazing i don't know how these companies are, are able to it must be costing them a lot of money because you know to, to run a company without a single customer view is, is is not um not a place i would like to be in my organization and so you know we're seeing a lot of email marketers using their email platform as like a mini crm and it's just not cut out to do it in most cases so th- this is a real problem and, uh, and normally the lack of crm comes down to the fact that it costs quite a lot of money to build a, you know a, a good crm and um and to have it integrated with things like call centers and so on it becomes a very big project that budgets are lean these days everything's wants you know everyone wants to do something yesterday and and so this often falls to the, you know, you know, the bottom of the list in terms of priorities. What kind of top tips do you have? Because I, I think you're right. I think you know, in order to take your email onto the next level and to start, you know, leveraging on almost one-to-one level communication with customers, which is very much what what they, I, I think, today's modern customer expects from from a you know from from a good customer experience. What sort of tips do you have for? you know enabling our audience to really leverage on the data that they've got that they might not be using yeah this, that's a great question and i think the, the first place i always go to when i'm asked a question like this is listening and what i mean by that is actually it's actually i truly believe that the, the greatest power of email marketing and the greatest strength that we have as email marketers is the ability to listen so when i talk about listening what i really mean is paying attention to what people are doing so what we typically see is, you know, you'll send a campaign maybe twice, three times a week or once a week or whatever that 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 looks like for your for your business. And if somebody starts to show, you know, higher propensity to purchase, maybe they're looking at specific products, maybe they're, they're looking at the blog or they're going over to social assets like your Facebook page or your Instagram 
and and doing things, what we tend to do is just wait until the next campaign goes out and send it to a very big segment again. And that that's not listening. And again, going back right back to that first point here, and when you asked me what are the most important things about creating email sequences, well, the most important thing about email marketing as a whole is just having this is trying to humanize and, and actually have a real a real dialogue with somebody. So by just sending another campaign. It's like someone walking in, if you're a shoe, you know, a shoe retailer and someone comes in one week and tries on like three pairs of shoes and they, you know, they're a size five. Um, and you know, you build this rapport. <laughs> Next time that same person comes in, you, you're going to remember, hopefully, <laughs> that you've had that conversation. And whilst you might not remember their shoe size, you need to pick up that, that, that conversation where it finished. And, and by just carrying on sending campaigns, you're not doing that. So listening mm. and doing something like the basics of automation to be proactive at following up on that engagement that you've listened out for is really, really important. And so that's definitely the sort of the first place that I would go. The second is, is now really so important about to integrate email into other channels and so one of the things that we've been doing and we've kind of been pulled into this world quite a lot in chance is really looking at paid social and how paid social can work with email. And the results are actually uh, really quite amazing. Um, customers, prospects, they don't, they don't really care where they engage with you, where they meet you. Um, it's all on their terms now, but they expect the same experience in each of those mm-hmm. spaces. So it's really important to build that consistency. So one of the tips I would give um, give you as an email marketer is talk to whoever it is that's responsible for paid social and try to mirror the stuff that you've got going on with email marketing automation into paid social because all of that targeting and all of that segmentation that you're doing from listening is all actionable and available in, uh, in paid social. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the whole idea of layering you know the consistent messages across different channels because as a customer i'm not an email customer or a or a social media customer i'm just a customer and i, I kind of want that consistency of experience and, and and that that kind of level's quite simple to achieve right you just need a bit of a joined up content plan in terms of what you're talking about when you're talking about it and it can get it can go on and become much more sophisticated than that but i think that's a great starting point if you're not doing that already definitely some quick wins there absolutely and and i think that's the key point you know make sure you start somewhere manageable and achievable don't promise your organization that you're going to do something really really complex be kind of i'd like to describe it you know when you're starting out as a, on a strategy like this be ruthlessly subtractive yeah, take stuff away um, because the reason that the 99% don't do all of the things that we're talking about today is because it gets too difficult. It gets too difficult to get all the tools to talk to each other. It becomes too difficult to understand if it's a good strategy or not because it's mm. so complex. And it can just become too difficult to, to, to get other people to understand and buy into. And so if you're asking for budget to do some of this stuff, you need to start small. And so I think you're absolutely right. Start with something that's manageable, where you can measure measure it nicely and correctly, improve the ROI and build on it uh, as you go. And that's true of any of the things that we've discussed today, for sure. Fantastic. Well, Philip, thank you so much for, for the time and going through this with us. If, if you want to know any more about Enchant and what you guys do, perhaps get involved um, with a bit of consultancy with you. Where do we go? Who do we speak to? Just go to enchantagency.com or you can send me an email. Um, just send an email to hello at enchantagency.com and I'll be really happy to have a chat with you. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And we wished you the best of luck with your, your email marketing campaigns and talks throughout the rest of this year. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Target Internet. If you're investing in your digital marketing skills, take a look at our free benchmark skills test and look at the wealth of online learning we provide to help marketers get up to speed and stay up to date. Just visit targetinternet.com forward slash benchmark.